Shatoya Perry. Welcome to Queen. You are built for this. We have an exciting topic that we started last week. Well, two weeks ago, because we did this bi-weekly. Um, and an awesome topic that we're talking about, which is Queens and Scars, healing from past hurts and embracing forgiveness. Tonight I have, as you can see, I have three beautiful guests with me. I have two of my beautiful sisters, Tiffany Williams, Crystal Holdup, and I have the lovely, lovely Catherine Norland here with us tonight. And I am hey. so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, you know, I'm going to mention it and I probably should have warned you beforehand, but I absolutely love you in the Darman videos. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I probably should have warned you ahead of time, but I actually do. I love you in those videos and I find myself watching them all the time because there's something that you can learn from each and every one of those videos. And yeah. a lot of those videos are on forgiveness, um, at least from my take on it. A lot of them you can find on forgiveness, on um forgiving things that people have done when they misunderstand you, when um, they look at you differently, different things like that. And so I just kind of wanted to mention that really quickly because I would be remiss. And thank you so much for taking <laughs> time out of your schedule to come and be with us. We really appreciate it. Okay. So, okay. Thank you. My pleasure. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking, once again, everybody, we're talking about healing from past hurts. And so that includes traumas, that includes um, betrayals that you may have faced, um, different things like that. And we covered when we kind of um, set a little foundation, the last episode of talking about what forgiveness is. And so I guess we're trying to talk about what is forgiveness from each perspective of um, I guess you say forgiveness, what it looks like to us as humanity, as humans, you know, what forgiveness looks like to us. And then we're going to talk about the ultimate forgiveness, how God forgives us, because his forgiveness does not look like our forgiveness at all. So. I'm going to open up the floor. So, hi, I'm Tiffany Williams. And what forgiveness looks like to me is forgiveness is giving that part of yourself that you hide and that you, that you cover up because it's so vulnerable that you don't want to accept hurt, but you open yourself up to be hurt in order to forgive. So you, you basically embrace 
the fact that you was betrayed. Embrace the fact that you were hurt. Embrace the fact that you were, that you had something happen to you that caused you to feel broken. You open yourself up to that. And when you open yourself up to that, you allow healing to happen. You allow, um, you allow grace to fall. You allow mercy to happen. And it's a hard, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to open yourself up to those kinds of hurts and pains and, uh, um, and things. But once you do it, and then you truly understand what it means to forgive, then you are able to be freer. It's a freedom in it. And we thank God for the freedom. So that's my definition of forgiveness. Amen. I, I like that. I might disagree with a few of those points because I don't know how open I am to allowing myself to be hurt again. I already feel hurt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Miss Catherine? How would? Yeah, I had a lot of good points, Tiffany. I loved what you had to say about grace and mercy. That is so huge, and it's so easy to hold unforgiveness and bitterness and hold a grudge, even about things that aren't even like major atrocities. Like I recently had a um, got in like verbal disagreements with a friend of mine and she said some things that I was like so mad about and it's just words it's not like she stole from me or did you know whatever nothing like major and I still was like can you believe that can you and I just felt so justified in my position and I was like holding on like like I'm some saint, you know, like I've never done anything wrong or said something negative about other people. And, and I could feel the Lord working on me. Like, I want you to like, go make amends with her, <laughs> you know? And I was like, no, for like two months, I was like, I'm not going to do it. She had no right to do this and do this and say this. And, and I was, I felt so justified and it's, you know, so I think, man, when it's something simple and little like that, and we can still hold on. It's not like somebody, you know, injured my child or did something, you know, made me go bankrupt. And how how often we can feel so justified in our position and that keeps us out of alignment with God. So forgiveness is so vitally important because we don't realize, like some of us, we say we love God, but then mm-hmm. we are holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness towards others. And if you look through the scriptures, it says, how can you say you love God whom you don't see if you don't love your brother whom you do see? And I had a lot of uh, grudges against my brother from growing up and him being so mean and abusive and beating me up all the time. And I just did not want to forgive him. And then I kept seeing these verses talking about how if you don't forgive others, God's not going to forgive you. And sometimes we get in these weird positions where we think our shoes don't stink. Everyone else's, but not us. Like we're so much better because we think our, how we've hurt others isn't as bad as how other people have hurt us. And it's this yucky, yucky position where we 
think we're holier than somebody else. And it, you know, the scripture says our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. So I had to really get real with myself and, and realize I'm, I, God has had to forgive me for so much more than I'm forgiving this person for. And if I don't mm-hmm. forgive them, then I am blocking my relationship with God. I don't have that close-knit relationships. Nothing is going to go my way. My prayers aren't going to be answered. You know, Scripture tells us not even, don't even like bring your gift or tie. This says if you go to the altar ready to bring your gift to God, but you remember that your brother has something against you, like leave your gift at the altar, go make up with your brother, then come back. So to God, mm-hmm. getting right with our fellow man is more important than even bringing him gifts. And sometimes we feel justified in, you know, I'm good with God, but I don't have to be good with anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. We do that a lot. And and it's so funny that you brought up those verses because those verses, to me, those verses exemplify what it means to have mercy. Mm-hmm. It really, what it shows to really have mm-hmm. a connection to whom you have a mer- to the person that you are showing mercy to, because you gotta know that this person either they're either either they're not even thinking about the fact that they hurt you, mm-hmm. or they're or they've moved on from the hurt, but you're the one that's trapped. You're the one that's trapped in a cycle of holding grudges, of being bitter, of holding unforgiveness. You're the one that's like in that place. And God comes along and God is like, okay, no, there's a way out of this. There's a way out of this. And the way out of this is to remember who you are before me, who you are and your righteousness and what you look like. So you can't just hold this place of unforgiveness toward this person or hold this grudge against this person because you, if if you don't forgive them, then how can I forgive you? Right. How can I be there to wash your sins away when you want to throw their sins away? So yeah. I love what you I love what you said about that. Yeah, and that also brings me to um two of the scriptures that we talked about last time, which is Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. And the other was oh Okay, where is it? Okay, Colossians chapter three, verse 13. And the other one, if I'm not mistaken, is Matthew. For whatever reason, I have misplaced my um I've misplaced it. 
somehow. Okay, Matthew chapter six, verse 14 and 15, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so Colossians chapter three, verse 13, it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you, which reminds us that exactly like you said, and exactly like Tiffany said is, um, one, we can't be so caught up on the trivial things. It's, it's those, um, those trivial things that will catch you up every time is okay for me it would be i i absolutely have would have a, a favorite snack please you know and you ate my favorite snack and you didn't call me you didn't text me you didn't and then it's like okay <laughs> no that is my favorite snack in the whole world and and for me it's like okay but it is it, it can be replaced you know it's one of those things i have to remind myself it, it can re it can be replaced. I would rather you not be hungry. I would rather you you know you have something, and then when I look at it that way, it's easier to forgive. Those trivial things don't. It doesn't matter as much as it would have mattered a long time ago. Like, and so that also reminds me of being able to put childish behaviors away, so that you are able to to forgive the way that God intends for you to forgive. Mm. because in order to bear forgiveness for one another was you have to look at what's stopping you from being able to bear forgiveness for one another you have to look at what what at what exactly is it that's causing you to not be able to bear with one another to to love one another and to be able to forgive so was it your favorite snack got eaten okay are you able to replace it if the answer is yes, then let it go. Um, it should be something that's easy to forgive. If the answer is no, then okay, you know what? Fine. Maybe they might find something else that you like. And I'm not saying that it's that it's only the trivial things, but sometimes we do allow trivial things to kind of keep us hindered in a very tight corner. And now you don't want to talk to somebody because of something trivial that happened that could have been avoided like you said your friend you felt justified in your response to what your friend said to you when is okay what is this person's character do this person is this person normally saying something that's going to do that's purposely said to tip you off are they are they normally saying something that's going to cause you to feel like okay should i feel down about myself are they always tearing down or do they lift you up what is that person's character because if that person's character is someone who is normally loving and kind and caring and uplifting and then they you personally you have an argument this time and this time it grates against then maybe there's something that God wants to show you on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that's graded because I've, I've learned that sometimes you do have to look at the character of a person. Mm -hmm. That's something that God has taught me. And sometimes he's still teaching it to me because I, I am, I'm not as hot tempered as I used to be, thank God, but I used to be extremely hot tempered. That's something that I can, that I can admit. And I could hold a grudge really well. So <laughs> some of it was things that I learned from family and some things were certain things that I just kind of 
pulled into myself. Like, oh no, no, you you do not get to be forgiven for what you did on on you know my birthday five years ago when I was six. No, um, at some point, let it go. You were six. They were probably six too. They didn't know they offended you. You were kids. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's that for sure. Also, I think sometimes even even if it's trivial things, I think there comes a time in our life too where we get so hurt and offended that somebody would do something to us, but God was really just trying to show us this is their character or this is their true nature and he's sometimes trying to show us this person is not supposed to be in your future. They're going to yeah. hinder you. They're going to pull you back. So though it can feel like a a big sucker punch and low blow now, you know, you can look back and realize, oh, that's because they couldn't go where God is taking me. Yeah, so that's right. the thing to consider too, because if you got to that that next level, what whatever they are doing to mess you up could wreak so much more havoc, so much more damage. If you were at a higher position, there could be more people involved, more money involved, whatever it is. So it's like, it's good that God shows us along the way. So this particular friend, although I went with the intention to make up with her, her behavior at our reconciliation meeting stayed in that downward spiral or it was just oh. blame and negativity. And I felt in the moment I, you know, I told her I was sorry for everything. I went with the intention that I was going to tell her, all the things she did wrong and she because she told me all the things I did wrong but I just had this peace that you know what love you forget forgive you but I can't take you where I'm going and one of my dear friends Monica Morton always says you just got to know when to bless and release bless oh, yes. and release. so you know Definitely. some of that forgiveness is yes we'll continue to have a relationship but here are the boundaries but other times it's bless and release yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because you do have to learn when it's necessary to create boundaries, healthy boundaries in every relationship is absolutely important. You have to be able to have healthy boundaries. You have to be able to know when it when it is a blessing release moment, as you said, and it's not always easy. Right. To it's not always easy. Sometimes you want to hold on. Sometimes you want to hold on, and that forgiveness is not a is not a point of reconciliation type of forgiveness. Sometimes mm -hmm. it is the the blessing release forgiveness. Yes, and sometimes in our finite thinking and and hearts and how we love and how we look at life is, I don't want to bless and release that person. I want to be able to take that person and carry them with me for the rest of of all eternity. And that can be a difficult. That can be a very um, difficult thing to get over when God is saying, "Okay, now you've 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 went with this person as long as you can, and now I need you to allow me to do what I need to do in them, as well as allow me to do what I need to do in you, but separately. You can love each other. You can still, you know, you can still care for that person." but you have to be able to do it from different areas or and I've, i think i've experienced that kind of that kind of forgiveness as well where it's it's not a i don't love you any type of um familiar um forgiveness type of relationship but in the sense of 
when God brings people in your life, understand that there's nothing, there's nothing wrong except for the fact that now it's just time for, for me to be able to do something in a different way that I wasn't able to do it again before. Yeah. And then it was something that you had said earlier, Twyla, that really um, made me think about something. When you was talking about how your past hurt, how your hurt over your hurt over the fact that someone ate your your favorite cookies. <laughs> but there's a deeper thing. Sometimes it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because you never had to, the ability to have your favorite cookies because someone was always taking them from you. Mm-hmm. And and now that you have, now that you can afford to buy your own favorite cookies and you don't have nobody there that you think that you have nobody there that's going to take them from you, then all of a sudden somebody takes a cookie. Then you're like, wait a minute, you're touching my cookies. Why are you touching my cookies? Stop touching my cookies. Oh, wow. So then you revert mentally you and emotionally back to, back to that child. That the cookies were. are just the trigger. Right. For some deeper hurt. Right. And so God God has a way of establishing that you're going to heal. (laughs) You're not healing is going to happen. Healing is going to happen. You're not going to stay in this place. You're not going to because we're talking about healing from past hurts Mm -hmm. and embracing forgiveness. And one of the things that you have to understand is that. A lot of times our hurts are our triggers from things that happen in our past. As a person, as a person who um, has suffered and does still suffer from PTSD, from abuse and from trauma, I can tell you that those triggers are real things. Mm-hmm. Those triggers are really and and sometimes they come up in the weirdest moments yeah and you thinking that everything is fine and then you end up realizing oh this is not fine (laughs) i am not okay i am not okay with this and then you have to like go okay why am i not okay with this what has happened what has transpired that makes me not okay with this and I remember when I found out that one of my abusers was abusing other people. And I had forgiven for the abuse for me. And I was fine and I was good and I was okay. I was like, I forgive you, but it was that forgive and release, bless and release type of thing. I don't have to have you in my life. We don't have to cross paths anymore. I still love you. I still care for you. But for me, it's done and it's over with. This relationship cannot go any further because you are going to continue to hurt me if Mm -hmm. I allow you to stay in my life. So I had to leave that relationship, let that go. And it was hard because the person lives with me. Mm-hmm. So and I, and I was a child at the time, so I had to 
I had to set, I had to learn how to navigate through that and through and through knowing and having to see this person every day and knowing that I had to see this person every day and knowing that they had to be in my life, knowing that I had to listen to them and pay attention to them and all of that. So God allowed me to go through the forgiveness part of what it was for my hurt and for my pain. Mm -hmm. But the moment I found out that I wasn't the only victim, uh, anger shot up in me and it was hard. It was so hard to forgive that person. I was like, I can't believe you. I really can't believe you. How dare you? How dare you? After I forgave you, after we went through all this drama, you thought it was okay to continue on, to continue on with your buffoonery? No, no, it's not okay. And I remember the day when I realized that I was still broken and still mad and still angry was the day that I heard that he died and I laughed. I laughed and I was like, wow, okay, that is not a nice response. Why am I responding that way? Why am I? And I had to do a releasing party is what I call it. When you have to write that person's name down, write the offenses that they did and, and, and mm -hmm. take that stuff and pray over it and anoint it and burn it up and, and release that stuff to God, like cast it off. I had to cast it off. Mm -hmm because it was hindering me. It was hindering me from going further in my relationship with God. And that's the most important relationship. So sometimes those little things that we think are just little things are nothing but triggers. triggers towards a bigger thing. Towards a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. Right on. That's brave of you. That's tough as a child. It's, it, it is. And, and to be able to recognize it as an adult. Because there's mm -hmm. certain things in our adulthood that we're not able to recognize. It takes God time to be able to bring it to your attention for some. Not all, but in, in some cases for me. For me, God had to kind of bring stuff to my attention. There are things that... I did not forgive that I didn't know that that were well I felt like I had forgiven certain things um and it God brought it to my attention recently actually and I think that's one of the causes for this topic is that I had not been able to properly heal and embrace forgiven fully forgiven that situation until I had to bring that situation up to the individual. Yeah, there's been there's been times in my life where I've gone to talk to someone about somebody I've been holding something against because of the deep emotional, physical pain they caused me in the past. 
<laughs> My little five-year-old just came in. Sweetheart, I'm on a podcast interview. It's a scary one? Okay, I'll come join you when I'm done. I'm sorry. Okay, close the door. Close the door, sweetheart. Close the door. <laughs> it is okay. That is quite fine. My dudes never rest. Never no, rest. No. Except when they're at rest, but then we're usually right. working. And then you're able to rest. But I remember going in to someone and, and saying, you know what? You did this. You did this. You did this to me. This really destroyed me. This really wrecked me. And the person, I thought they would be like, yeah, sorry, I did that. And they were like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. not only did they not ad even admit to it, they acted like it never happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you so you're like, then you're like, am I being gaslit? Am I crazy? I, I you know, you start to think yeah. there's something wrong with you. And, you know, even being able to forgive when there's no resolution, when the person's not even, not only are they not sorry, they're pretending like it never happened and you're the crazy one. Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot of different nuances and things that people do or don't do and things that we think that we need in order to be able to release them and forgive them. And I remember one time there was, there was this particular woman in my life who just was so, so unkind to me, so evil in, in my most vulnerable moments of my life. And, and she said some of the most wicked and cruel things and I would be in my room just weeping. And I, I remember multiple times asking God to help me forgive her. And I thought I had forgiven her. And then I had a friend come over from church and, and somehow we got on the topic and I started bringing up certain things that she said that really upset me. And I was crying when I said it. And she said, you need to forgive her. And I said, I have forgiven her. She said, no, you haven't. Mm -hmm. I said, what do you mean? I've, I've asked multiple times for God to help me forget. I said, I forgive her. I went through the exercises. I wrote the letter. I did all the things, mm -hmm. but she said, you know, you can tell if you've really forgiven when it no longer hurts to recount the yes. story. Yes. When it when it stops being this open wound that's bleeding and and we feel like we have to keep picking the scab off it. Mm -hmm. When it heals over and becomes a scar and you can talk about that pain and trauma without shedding a tear, without getting angry, without bringing up any kind of emotion, then you really know you've healed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And so I it's so important. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish. So I I you mentioned that you were reading a little bit in my book, You Are Worthy. Well, I also created an online course called You Are Worthy with really even more in depth than this like 200 page book to really and I and I threw in this bonus course called The Divine Solution. And it goes through all the steps to heal from past pain and trauma because what it's like, I use the analogy of like when you get a sliver, but you don't know you have a sliver. We get these slivers in our hearts. And let's say you had a sliver in your hand and you don't really remember that it's there. Sometimes you don't know it's there. There's just something that's always irritating you. It's like red. You've got this red and mm -hmm. you, you try to act like everything is okay. Sometimes you, you try to cover it up. Maybe you're putting makeup over it. Maybe you're wearing a glove and you can't figure out, speaking of triggers, why like when you bump it, 
it hurts and it's pain. Mm -hmm. And you really need the Heavenly Father to come in, open it up and pull that sliver out because until then, no matter what you do, it can't heal. It's going to get infected. There's nothing you can do. So there comes a time where we need that divine solution, where we need the Heavenly Father to come in when we don't have the strength, when we can't yes. fathom how we could forgive someone, that we let God do this open heart surgery on us and pull out all the slivers and the offense, the fiery darts of the wicked one, and, and just be able to remember, you know, like Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. It's like that saying, hurting people hurt people. So sometimes it's things they inflicted upon us, it's their past trauma. And, you know, we just happen to be the victim in the way and they're mm -hmm. themselves so broken. And if it's, if it's ever possible to walk a mile in their shoes and see how they came to this place and this behavior where they feel like it's okay to hurt people the way they do, you start to have a little bit of compassion on them. Yes. And you realize, you know what? They're just a pawn in the devil's game. Yes. They probably don't even want to be doing what they're doing. They just don't know how to stop. They don't know how to control their emotions, their flesh. They, they're just a victim of the evil one. And right, we battle not against flesh and blood, but the powers in heavenly places and principalities. So mm -hmm. we have to know who our true enemy is and, and call them out, you know, call out the devil and not... Yes. Because it's because it really is. It's it's the act. It's 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 the sin itself. It's the one who's behind it more so than it is the actual individual. Yes, yeah. the individual. There can be conversations. Yes, but when you get to a place where you start to understand that it's more so the person is being used as a pawn than it is that they themselves are trying to hurt you. When yeah. you get to that point where you understand that it's it's not about it's not even about me. It, it's no longer beyond about me. It's now is between God and the devil at this point. And it yeah. is him seeing how much he can torment before God is like, okay, now I'm gonna need you to quit it. Mm -hmm. You know, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Is 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 more is is and um, and I want to go over um, the definition of forgiveness again. We talked about it in the last episode, and I'm so excited that I forgot to do my recap of the previous episode. In my excitement, do it. Let's do it now. The, <laughs> the episode, but um, we talked about forgiveness and what it means to forgive. So, forgiveness first is at its core forgive forgiveness is an act of letting go and it's about consciously re releasing resentment anger or bitterness towards someone who has hurt you and it doesn't mean forgetting what happened but instead it means choosing not to be emotionally tethered to the pain that they caused so for those who have had um any emotional or physical thing that has happened to them by a person when you choose to forgive it's not because you are choosing to act like it never happened but you're choosing to not be emotionally tethered to the pain that they caused you any longer mm -hmm. and knowing that forgiveness is a process and it's not a one-time event so you may have heard us mention that we thought that we forgave or we went through steps, we went through processes, 
And it's because forgiveness doesn't happen overnight. Amen. Sometimes you might go through something and you're able to forgive and it's an instantaneous forgiveness and praise the Lord. We, we love God and we thank God for instantaneous forgiveness, right? But sometimes you may go through something and it might not be as instantaneous um, of a process of forgiveness as you might like. That doesn't mean to stop forgiving. It doesn't mean to stop going through the process. You still have to let the, work the process and let the process work for you. Allow God, as Ms. Norland said, Mrs. Norland said, to allow it, allow God to open up your heart and to remove all of those offenses and all of those things that has happened. Because until you do, you are going to be hindered. And it's not to discourage you, it's not to let you to make you feel any less um, excited or zealous about the things of God or what God has called you to do is because we want you to understand that you have to be able to reach the potential that God has for you. Yes. And when you allow God to perform open heart surgery on you, that endeavor, that strengthens you and encourages you to be able to reach a full potential in what God has for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that's a big thing. That's a, it's a big thing to recognize that forgiveness is a process, that it doesn't take, that it's not something that happens overnight. Um, it's a big thing to, it's a big thing to open up your heart. Once again, when I talk about how you become vulnerable, Open heart surgery is vulnerable. It is. And you have to you have to be vulnerable in order to forgive. Because mm -hmm. you have to allow those things to come out of you. And it's gonna be sometimes it's gonna be scary. There might be levels of anger, levels of resentment, levels of bitterness that you never thought would come up out of you, but just as Miss Catherine said, she said it so eloquently that you just, at some point in time, you're going to have to recognize that if you are still emotionally tied to those pains, to those hurts, that you still feel it, that you still feel the pain from those hurts then you have not truly let it go. You haven't truly forgiven. And one of the reasons why I wanted to be a guest on this series is because of some of the forgiveness that I had to do in my life. I had to forgive the person who raped me. I had to forgive the person who molested me. I had to forgive the person who beat me. I have gone through a lot of abuse in my life and i've had to i've had to different levels different processes of forgiveness and when you talked about that experiencing that moment of compassion for your abuser that is a big thing that is a real big yeah. thing because I had to 
um, I had to look and be honest once I found out some things. Because sometimes you need to know the history of a person. Mm-hmm. Like I learned that I learned that rape was a generational curse in my family. And how I learned that was that um found out that my great grandmother was raped, and then my grandmother was raped, and then my auntie was raped, and then my mother was raped, and then I was raped. And it was how can I expect you? to deal with my trauma when you haven't dealt with your own trauma, when you haven't healed from your own hurts and your own pain. Yeah. You haven't dealt with it. You didn't look in the mirror. You never, you never had an opportunity to be angry and be mad and, and, and release all of those emotions that come along with doing that, you haven't even been able to hear that it wasn't your fault. Oh. That you are the victim here. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. When you haven't been able to hear those words, that it's not your fault, that you didn't do anything wrong, that this was this person's issue and this person's problem, and this was the choices, that it's all about a set of choices, and this person made this choice, and because of this choice, this happened and that happened, and you are just part of the consequences of those choices, you really don't even, you can't even begin to fathom the amount of emotional abuse you keep upon yourself. Mm-hmm. So, Past hurts also means forgiving yourself. Yes. Huge. That's a huge, huge one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. And I think some sometimes where we can sometimes get into trouble when we have been the victim, when we've been through, like you mentioned, these huge atrocities that should never be done to anyone, sometimes we can fall into a place where we feel like where we're holding on to pain and and we think that it's okay to hold on to the pain because because yeah what's been done to us is so painful and sometimes we think well I'm not holding on to bitterness or anger or unforgiveness but you don't understand how much this person really hurt me and sometimes it's I feel like it's so hard for the victim to be able to to even let go of 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 pain sometimes in yes. some ways we can get addicted to the pain yes. addicted yes. to that victim and and we like what it feels like to have people want to like come in and like are you okay to take care of us and and we stay in that place a little longer than we should and god wants us to move out of that place and just like i love the title for your show queen you were built for this we weren't built to remain a victim and built to to come through it and remain victorious and the flip side of the coin when i mentioned that saying hurt people hurt people the reason we have to come through it is because also healed people heal people and that's what you're doing with this podcast 
Amen. So kudos to you. Hats off. You're doing a good, a good thing, and you're doing a God thing. And I think it's going to set a lot of people free. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you so much. I have totally enjoyed tonight's show. I do not want to hold you because mommy duty called. <laughs> and I totally understand mommy duty. I'm a God mommy. God is oh. not your mommy myself yet, but I am a godmother, so I do understand. So may I may I end the evening with a poem from one of my books? Of course. Yes, I love that. I thought this one would be great for your audience since you attract queens of all kinds. So um, this is for my book, Poetic Prescriptions for Pesky Problems, and this is called Child of the King. We come into a sinful world, fallen as we are, but God will elevate our status, raise the bar beyond a splendor we imagine we could see where the King Eternal has decreed that we would be. How can you make a difference in another's life if you let sharp tongue comments slice you like a knife? Now leave your pity party and embrace your call you're part of a royal heritage. Don't be thinking small. You are worthy, child. Get your robe down from that shelf. Go on and put it on, girl. You better love yourself. There is no lineage or gifts you need to bring, for God will elevate, equip you with all things. You're a regent here on earth, endowed with what you need. So to fulfill your noble duties and succeed. When will you grasp your legal, regal family line and discontinue your delay and waste of time, lamenting like your peasants, crying, oh, poor me. Now, why do you deny that you are royalty? You are chosen, child. Get your scepter from that shelf. Go on and hold it firm, boy. You better love yourself. The kingdom has been given to you for doing good. Use your divine identity. Do with it what you should. Hold out that royal scepter for others to see and lead your countrymen to find their destiny. You must claim that position to fully walk within it and use your rank to rescue the oppressed from the pit. Don't let improper mindset or lowly self-esteem make you forget he died so you could be redeemed. You are capable, child. Get your crown down from that shelf. Go on and wear it proud, queen. You better love yourself. You can't be nervous when the devil raids your mind. As children of the king, you've got the power to bind. Bind up that liar so he is not a hindrance. Use Jesus' name and he must bow in reverence. Be not beset by insecurity. Be brave. Think you're not worthy of the palace so you cave into the foul accuser's lies? Who only wants you pain? When you are titled, you belong. You've been ordained. You are unstoppable, child. Get your signet from that shelf. Go on and make your mark, king. You better love yourself. Don't listen to the serfs and the opinions that they bring when trusted chief advisors 
are waiting there with wings. Inherit your birthright, become a potentate. Now hold your head up high. Don't walk askew, but straight. The king has preordained that you bring his kingdom glory. You have yet to have the crowning moment in your story. You are not ignorant, led blindly to the slaughter. It's time to rule and reign as the king's son and daughter. You are victorious child. Get yourself from down that shelf. Now go on, sit on your throne. It's time to love yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now we got now we now we got all the interruptions. You want to go? Oh hi. Hello. This is my teenager. What the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, Eli. <laughs> nice to meet everybody. Yeah. <laughs> come here, Eli. You want to come say hi? You you already interrupted and made some noise. You might as well say hi. Hi, Eli. Hi. How are you? These are my new friends. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. Thank you, ladies. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. God bless you all. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, no, bitch. I know, now you're to make it everybody. You got to be bold, cause you're beautiful. You got to be strong, cause you're wonderful.